Hey everyone, this is Ryan from the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. Ever wonder how you can become more of a connoisseur? Try the Terpene Tasting Kit. This kit comes with eight of the most common terpenes found in cannabis. This way, you no longer have to know all the strains, you only have to know the smell, and you're going to know exactly from there what kind of high you're going to expect. The TerpeneTastingKit.com at checkout. Make sure you type in Jack10 for 10% off your order. Enjoy the tasting kit and become a better connoisseur. Enjoy the show and see you soon. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for coming back to another awesome episode of the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast with yours truly, Ryan Chavez. And we have a very, very, very special episode for you guys today. I'm actually thinking um, it's going to be definitely one of my favorite episodes because it's going to be one that's very, very near and and true to the heart for me. Um, This episode is Cannabis and Weight Loss. And specifically, uh, we're going to be talking about a very familiar compound or cannabinoid, I should say, that we've talked about in the past, THCV. And even more specifically, um, we have a very familiar friend and face back on the show. And that is Dr. Tony Ferrari, who is actually heading up all of this research. So Dr. Tony Ferrari, I want to welcome you back to the show. And and thanks for coming to the Cannabis Connoisseur again with this awesome research. Yeah, thanks for having me again, Ryan. Appreciate it. Yeah, so uh, I mean... You know, last time we talked about another really cool topic, uh, COVID-induced anxiety, right? And and how CBD yeah. can possibly help with that. And that was research that you were focusing on. Um, you know, today you're focusing on also, you know, the cannabis and weight loss. And, and this, I think, is incredibly important for so many different reasons. And I think a very interesting topic because um, a lot of, I think, ailments and issues, medical issues, definitely stem from... Uh, weight gain and and you know being overweight. I actually you know came off five six different medications, fifty or sixty pounds I lost just you know because my doctor told me at one point, hey man, like this extra weight is bad for you, right? So we have yeah. that, and then we also have the aesthetics that go into it, which causes you know a different type of anxiety and and medical ailments. Um, so you know this is a super interesting topic I think for a lot of people. So I would just you know just to start the the questions there, I'd love to ask you you know what drove you guys to get into this specific type of research? Um, and, you know, why did you, you know, essentially think it was important to get started on it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think in a lot of ways, this kind of comes at a good time as well with COVID and staying at home and average, you know, uh, average weight over this time period, at least in the US has, has uh, gone up as well. Mm-hmm. So everyone's sort of like, kind of, weight conscious right now <laughs> but yeah um, yeah for, for us it, w- <laughs> exactly. it made sense to kind of look at this um you know in some ways as a measurable outcome and you don't really get that that much in cannabis no. research so right. we, we could really take a look at what it looks like when you take this product and then when you have a placebo up against it so we were happy about like the way that we could take a look at the outcomes um mm-hmm. yep. but I, I think another big driving force was yeah, there's a giant market for this. And the solutions out there usually aren't natural, usually are stimulants or caffeine Mm -hmm. based. Um, And they usually come with like clinicals that are just like clogged down with all of these qualifiers. I've seen like, for for example, like hydroxy cut one of the biggest weight loss. Yeah, Um, I've taken that they have sweat like a dog. Yeah. They they, actually pant like a dog. Yeah. (laughs) So that one, like the main, the main driving force of that is caffeine, right? Um, Yeah, totally. It's not, it's not the same intention that you're trying to get when you're trying to get like this weight loss thing triggered and and have it be a part of your lifestyle. 
yeah. and maybe be a support, you know, um, in no right. ways do we claim, you know, you'll definitely lose this much weight or blah, blah, blah. We just sort of claim what's the clinical trial. But yeah, I, I mean, studying this stuff um, is extremely important, I think, to understanding some of the core mechanisms of how cannabis interacts with appetite. Um, mm-hmm. We we know that it does. Um, and we see it in, honestly, that's where medical marijuana had a huge sort of PR lift was, oh, this is a natural thing that after chemotherapy I can take and it helps with, you know, the pain that I have and yeah. it also helps with appetite. Well, I think understanding how appetite's related to cannabis and the endocannabinoid system is extremely attractive to me and yep. something that I think there is a lot of um, theory around how it works too at this point, so. Absolutely. And, and I love like, you know, ca- uh, caffeine is just, people take that. Like I, I told you, I took it, you know, to try and cut weight and get cut or whatever, but it's not sustainable. Like who wants to run around feeling like drugged out like that, you know, <laughs> like for, for the next, you know, X amount of time. I mean, that, that's how I feel about it. I mean, it's a little yeah. caffeine. I mean, I use caffeine, you know, every day, but like, you know, that, that just seemed to be quite a bit. And when you're using that to cut weight, like, are you going to just continue to take that amount of caffeine for the rest of your life to stay, you know, keep the weight off? Yeah. And yeah, and, and so I, I totally agree. And, and that's, I just love this because cannabis actually was one of the things that I found that helped me keep the weight off after I lost the 50 or 60 pounds. So, awesome. you know, yeah. And, and like, I, I really attribute like the, maybe not all the weight loss, because that's not entirely true. But keeping it off, I felt like it was, it's been really, really helpful to allow me to keep the weight off. And I know we're going to di- dive into this a little bit more. So you can probably actually that that's really like my next question yeah <laughs> i was looking at my i was looking at my list here i mean like cannabis is is all about weight gain right when you think about mm-hmm. the stigmas behind cannabis it's 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 all about weight gain that's all you hear um but you know i just mentioned what i mentioned about myself and and how i've actually experienced the opposite um you know and and with thcv the the cannabinoid that you guys studied i mean you're obviously seeing something else as well so I'm just curious, like what results have you guys actually seen? You know, and I, you have great results in these studies. I'd love to hear them. Yeah. So the the main result was that anybody that was in a control group. So basically, I'll just lay out like the summary of the of the study. So yep, great. We had two two main arms uh, where they were getting THCV extract in a soft gel. One of mm-hmm. them they were getting 50 milligrams of total cannabinoids. The other they were getting 100. And then we had a placebo control where they were getting you know none. So against the placebo control, anybody that took THCV, none of them gained weight in that entire group set. So out of all the 100 100 participants, none of them gained weight. Um, On average, they lost around um, 7 to 8 pounds, and the maximum was 18 pounds that somebody lost during that 90 days. And that's against the placebo where on average they gained weight. So the the intervention... You know, we can talk about the study design and all that stuff. The truth of it is, you know, you take a look at the placebo control. You can tell right away if, if you see an effect. Um, yeah. We're, we're not here to talk about the exact number for the effect, but just to see that sort of difference between the two groups, the three groups, yeah. um, is important to note. But the yeah. I think the, the, the core mechanism that you're talking about is, you know, all this appetite stimulation that happens mm-hmm. is usually... Um, as everyone calls it, the munchies, right? Mm-hmm. That's usually yep. with recreational cannabis products that have THC in them, THC That's Delta right. 9. Mm-hmm. So THCV is from the Delta 9 variant, 
Um, so you can have THCV that comes from Delta-8, and that's a totally different compound. So really, THCV that comes from Delta-9. And that compound looks just like Delta-9, except for a very small difference in the carbon chains at, at the bottom of the compound. So, so I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. THCV so can, Delta-9 and Delta-8 are entirely different compounds? Yes. And, wow. and they need to be... Huh. They need to be lab tested in that way as well. A lot of people just sort of group them together. So wow, um, that's so. When you buy THCV from Delta Eight, I mean, it, okay, that's really interesting. Yeah, you might get completely wildly different effects. So I just yeah. wanted to make that clear because a lot of people awesome. just say the words THCV and there mm-hmm. is a small qualifier on it. But that interesting I, to me, I'm thinking, um, and if you look at how um, appetite stimulation works and how mm-hmm. some of the rodent literature broke out from THCV. Um, they're looking at the CB1 receptor that's Mm -hmm. in the pituitary area of the brain. So anything that's housed in there seems to be in control of this um, satiation mechanism that happens. So I'm thinking I'm jumping way ahead, but just let's talk about that satiation component. So if you were able to in Delta nine, so in certain um, customers that would want to have appetite stimulation, right? Mm -hmm. Basically what they're telling their body through this mechanism of binding to the CB1 receptor in that area with a Delta nine recreational cannabis project product, what they would be doing is basically telling your body, Hey, I'm not full. I'm not feeling satisfied. Let's keep Mm -hmm. eating. And that's, you you know, the stories and the, the, cartoonish depictions of people on the couch eating an entire bag of chips that's what i do i mean occasionally right like (laughs) i think we've all done it where we've like been (laughs) eaten and stuff like that but yeah just think about that's what delta nine's component is doing for Mm -hmm. that mechanism right it's basically deactivating the component that's saying okay i've had enough i'm full right interesting yeah so you can't really control that well the nice part is if you if you work that in reverse that's what THCV is doing. You're antagonizing that receptor site. Mm. So you're basically saying, I'm full, I'm full, I'm full. I've had enough food. So that's where we think the appetite suppression mechanism is coming in. Wow. Um, But we don't know the depth of this. So we we measured metabolic sugars in this study as well. And the question that I have is, are we modulating how the body's breaking down those sugars? Is it more efficiently destroying Mm. fat compounds? Like, are, is it more to the story besides just the suppression mechanism or mm-hmm. are we also doing chemistry inside of the, the metabolism? So. Yeah. And, and if, I mean, is there ever a concern? Like, like there's a concern that Delta nine THC could make you eat like eight bags of Lay's potato chips. Right. But like, right. is there a concern that like too much THCV would just make you not want to eat at all? Or is that just not something that yeah, would most I mean, likely happen or it could? I don't think it's on that scale. Okay. Um, and I think of it and like, like we see here, we see it, we're seeing healthy weight loss in this study. Sure. We're not seeing this drastic, you know, cut. So mm-hmm. that would be, and then we looked at the caloric intake as well over each day. And it wasn't like an unreasonable change to their diet. But yeah. I do think, I do think that a lot of people nowadays, and this is something that we haven't really explored because the clinical really was this, you know, lowest expectations we're not intervening we're not talking about diet and exercise change and all that but i do see this giant trend of you know um, intermittent fasting for example 
this can be yep. a fantastic tool to sort of get you <laughs> through mm, those, yeah. those areas. Um, it, it does have a longer onset, right, of like one hour, two hours for the tincture and capsule. But yeah. if you're, you know, intermittent fasting, I'm sure that you can figure out the time period that you would regularly take it to help aid in that stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think there's a, a lot of utility to this idea of suppression. But yeah, to your point, I don't think it's an unreasonable suppression. Where you're wow. Just not eating anything. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I mean, it just, <sighs> cannabis just never like ceases to amaze me it's just like you know as soon as we think we figure it out like then thcv comes along right Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i mean this is just it's 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 i mean what's what it's really doing i mean it's actually i mean you you scientifically saw this thing in a lab setting like actually turn off your hunger suppression right i mean it's just like it's it's not an anecdotal thing. I mean, it's it really these are real studies that you know where it's happening. I mean, it's it's yeah. great that you guys are doing this. Um, and uh, I guess um, how how were they? Ta- you said they were taking. I guess I think you already answered this, but how were they taking the medication? Was it once a day or was it yeah, several so it times was a day? Once a day. Okay. Um, and they just took the capsule in the morning, basically. So and that also only goes or to like a, it's not even in that regiment, right? We still haven't mm. found like the optimized dosing time period for for whatever for whoever is using the product so like i said if you're intermittent fasting you might want to take it at like 10 a.m and then you might want to take it in the evening right before you start that so there's there's a lot of different ways you can take it um and the way that we think about it it's like you're having the cb1 activity curbed so Mm -hmm. it doesn't like play it doesn't like work against things like cbg or cbn Mm -hmm. That, that don't really, and CBD in general, that don't really rely on that CB1 um, mechanism. So it's really the Delta mm. 9, Delta 8 compounds that that becomes this competition between those two compounds. And that's oh. actually where most people use THCV originally um, uh-huh. because it antagonizes that receptor. You can, in theory, use it to sort of get yourself unhigh. <laughs> yeah. If you were too high or have too much psychoactive behavior. So that, yeah. that's another sort of interesting tool um, that you could get out of this compound as well. Almost like CBD does that, right? Like, yeah. Yep. Like yeah, just CBD, kind of CBD dulling your high. Indirectly, right? Yeah. So CBD doesn't bind to that receptor. That's right. Yeah. Allosterically sits there and blocks it from binding. Mm-hmm. So. In, in a lot of ways, it is very similar to what CBD is doing. I would just say it's more of a direct competition. So it can just grab that binding side away from Delta 9. Which which sounds to me when you say it that way is more efficient. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I would so, say more more reproducible, more, um, more systematically removing um, yeah. any other uh, Delta 9 stuff that would be binding in that area. I mean, that's cool too to think that like, you know, if you just want to kind of turn it off and you, all right, I've mm-hmm. had enough of this, right? Like you, you take a little tincture of the THCV and you're good, you know? And I may have jumped way too far in this, but my <laughs> brain, my brain went all the way to what are outside forces that you think of for satiation and feeling satisfied and all that stuff. And how does that mechanism play with cannabinoids? Hmm. So when, like this may seem like unrelated, but um, PTSD victims of 9-11, they, yeah. they, they studied their internal uh, uh, cannabinoids after um, exposure to the traumatic events uh, of yeah. that day. And they noticed that across the board, their anandamide was completely different than a normal population. 
Wow. So induced stress creates all this internal changes inside of your body, right? And and just to be clear, the anandamide is like your your body's natural THC, basically, right? Um, kind of. It, it it basically is like to me, it does most of the work that like THC and, and CBD and all those things do. They're they're yeah. almost like affecting anandamide, uh-huh. and then anandamide does all these crazy things across the body. Okay, you got so, it. So I think of it like the. Like you, you, all the cannabinoids come in and they put their inputs into all their different receptor sites and all that. And then anandamide will go in and create a protein or do an enzyme uh, cutting here and there. So it basically is doing a lot of the internal work that we see. Wow. But like for, like when you jog naturally, Uh you produce more anandamide. That's the runner's eye. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And you're saying, obviously these people who have gone through a lot of stress and anxiety in their lives, like. You, they had you a said, they had a lower amount of anandamide than the normal population. Wow! And, and the reason yeah. I bring that up is that you have this internal cannabinoid mixture that is always moving in flux, you know, as mm-hmm. changes happen to you. Um, and I was thinking, you know, people that like are addicted to alcohol, gambling, opioids, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been ties to it as well. The CB1 receptor might be responsible for some of that behavior as well. I've so, heard of this. So yeah. If you can sort of decouple that, let's say I'm a gambler and I just yeah. been constantly gambling, would THCV sort of help get that neurochemical balance back onto a more reasonable wow. place? Or is that just something that can never be combated? So the, those are my next questions is how can this globally work on this satiation component? And what other places would it be useful in a clinic, uh, clinical setting? Those are the questions yeah. that I don't really know. <laughs> and and, and so you're to think about. Yeah, are are you going to be starting research on this? I mean, I'm assuming you are, I'd right? Like I, to. Mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I find. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like it seems like whatever you around this. Yeah, I think yeah, whatever. Really interesting. I mean, I, I mean, you. I mean, you've only scratched the surface with this study, obviously, right? I mean, this is the very. This is step one. Right. And <laughs> researching cannabis and like with like, you know, weight loss with humans. Right. I mean, yeah. Is there anyone else that has no one else has done that? No, at this no. Point. I mean, yeah. I think I think that we're on this new frontier of like yeah. all of these studies are up for grabs and you have to prioritize which ones you want to make impact. But there are early there were early sort of rodent studies where they did like behavioral right. yeah. gambling models. And they affected the CB1 and CB2 receptors and found some minor differences between that. So there is a precedent there, but it's sure. like a... Well, you know. if you don't have the precedent, why are you going to you know bring <laughs> humans into it, right? right. <laughs> so right. Exactly. Yeah, start with rodents first. Yep. <laughs> there, there you go. Yeah, no, that's... Um, yeah, that, that's that's so interesting. And, and so I, I guess... Uh, I mean, this this was the other question I had, but I think this kind of answered it alone. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, I, I, I've like I mentioned before, when I lost the 50 or 60 pounds, I was, I I attribute cannabis to helping me keep that weight off. Um, But I still really coupled it with a really good diet and exercise and good lifestyle routine, things like that. And I I would never tell anybody not to do that. But what, what, what I was curious about, and I think you kind of already answered is that THCV alone, I mean, yes, obviously, with a healthy lifestyle and and diet, I mean, you're going to amplify the results. But you're saying from that study, I mean, compared to the placebo you were seeing, THCV alone is effective from what you right. guys saw. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, just fundamentally, because we ran it against a placebo, yeah. you can see what, what it looks like when there's no intervention. And yeah. Uh, yeah, there was no difference in the populations that were studied. Um, 
and there were no like uh prompting of like you're taking this compound mm-hmm. or whatever so you know double blind you could definitely um see the validity there just in that result to see yeah what happens when you don't take it and what happens when you do yeah i mean it's it's like it's so obvious i mean and this is where like we're starting to get all these studies and it's so great that you know you're doing this and people like you and this we need more of it because this is the proof that you need the proof of the pudding there right yeah. <laughs> you yeah, gotta show people more than any road yeah study, hopefully like i can sit there and tell you for three years on this podcast <laughs> what it did for me right but like right. no people would much more listen to the scientists say it right <laughs> so, yeah you know oh, so- so were you mostly doing it with hemp products then? No. I, well, I will tell you that the way... So um, when I started losing weight, it was kind of like a 10-year process where I started... Yeah. like, and, I, and then at the very end, towards the end of that, where I also was working on like yoga and meditation, then I kind of added in cannabis at that point. Okay. And I found at first cannabis was... I was like, cannabis isn't helpful for your diet and exercise. But then I just obviously started doing a ton of research, realized what CBD can do. And then I and then I started taking it every day. And then I realized I'm like, oh man, I'm like keeping the weight off. I'm actually getting in better shape than I used to be. I mean, yeah. it, and, and it just your body starts optimizing, kind of what happens, right? When yeah. you use cannabis the right way. And and so yeah, that's kind of what I did to just realize that cannabis can actually be a positive tool for this stuff. And I just didn't have the scientific studies except for myself, right? right. <laughs> I could show you a picture of me 10 years ago. I was fat and fat, you know, fat Ryan. And then, uh, and, and then now, so, um, but this is, uh, yeah, this is, this is, uh, this is amazing stuff. And, and I want to ask you too, um, cannabinoids, terpenes, flavonoids, anything on those that like, uh, that you guys saw as well that were, um, that were related to, you know, like weight loss for, for these studies or. Yeah. So there's, there are some, you know, I don't want to say like the whole thing could be, you know, deceiving in in which cannabinoid is highlighted, but we do have some other cannabinoids in there that could be possible to be interacting with this. They just don't interact with that CB1 receptor, which is, which is that appetite stimulant component. So they're probably there And the way that I think about those other cannabinoids is like they help facilitate interactions in the ECS that may be more preferential than if they were just isolates, right? Yeah. So that so I just think contrast effect when I have yeah when I see those. So CBDV was twelve percent of the extract was CBDV, four percent was THCV, mm-hmm. um, and then one wow. percent was CBCV. So those other cannabinoids, relatively speaking, probably did mm-hmm. some work, um, mm-hmm. but aren't doing all of the legwork that THCV is doing since it's the only one of those yeah. mixtures that is binding to that receptor. So the the other interesting thing to think about mm-hmm. is like, if this hunger mechanism is controlled through that CB1 receptor, then yeah. whatever cannabis compound you're taking will have something that is there, right? Mm-hmm. So it'll, it'll, you'll either have like a little bit of that Delta 9, yeah, adding a little bit of stimulation to your appetite or a little mm-hmm. bit of this THCV that is suppressing it. So right. in your head, you can almost you can almost be sure now with these findings that just a small amount of THCV will do a lot of work. Wow, profoundly. Um, and- so you could take whatever extract you you wanted and then just sort of add this in in conjunction and and you should be able to get a lot of the same outcomes out. So like you can, what you're saying is you can use your normal cannabis and then you add. Like, exactly. well, 
yeah and and with that you know the question is where can i get thcv i mean (laughs) (laughs) which which a lot of people are asking and like because this is super interesting stuff so obviously i mean let's talk about trim at this point because (laughs) um i think uh you know that's a great place 600 locations you guys have nationwide where people can just walk in and grab it um can you talk about the product and like what you guys had included in that? Cause maybe some of the other cannabinoids yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Based, based on the, we use the exact same milligrams of the 50 milligrams mm-hmm. was the best in our opinion group that was there. So wow. we could have done 100 milligrams. Um, we just didn't see that much of a difference. And in sure. one of the metrics it actually was like worse for sleep or something. So we also studied sleep, anxiety, um, pain, and perceived pain and all those things wow. because we just wanted to, you know, we're already doing a hemp study. Let's yeah. look at what CBD and some of those other compounds are doing as well. So all of those metrics look great. Um, Amazing. But, but the, the trim formulation, we have two different um, products around it. One is sure. the capsule, the same exact soft gel that was used in the, in, in the study. The other is a tincture. And in both of those, I added in, a CO2 extracted uh, turmeric profile mm-hmm. um, that I've been wanting to work with forever to help um, with digestion and things like that. So it sort wow. of like yeah. helps efficiently uh, digest things as well. It's just a small amount of turmeric adding that sort of boost to the profile. Turmeric's great. I mean, that's a great, yeah, that's a great addition for that. Yeah. Most people don't like, I'm a essential oil nerd cause that's where I started, but most people don't <laughs> think about like, like most people, when they hear turmeric, they just think like the powder or like yeah, mean and all that stuff. But yeah, it's just like CBD, where when you take a CO two extract, you get all of the plants out, and all of those they're they're called tumorones or these other compounds in there. Mm-hmm. They all efficiently work with uh, curcumin and help with the bioavailability, help with it wow. to be more active. Um, it's something people did forever. They used to pair black pepper with yeah. curcumin. And they'd be like, oh, we got all this crazy effects. It's like, well, if you just took the whole plant, you would get all that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're, you're literally recreating like a plant's profile that you dismantled already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, all right, just don't do all that work, man. Just, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah that, you know, nature does a pretty good job. We don't need yeah. to what they're what nature's doing. So Exactly. And so trim, I mean, you can buy them in the different forms and... um. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, and so, uh, I mean, th- this is, uh, and you said it had THCV and what were the other, ca- all the other cannabinoids you said, CBC? Yeah. Or- so it, yeah. it has uh, like 40 milligrams of CBD and then mm. um, 12 wow. milligrams of CBDV, somewhere okay. like that, and then four milligrams of THCV. But all of the, all the details wow. on the products, webs- if you go to our website, you can find um, the lab reports there on them. And then you can find a location near you. Um, to, to pop into a store and try it. Awesome. So yeah, that that's uh, that was my next uh, question. Where they can, where everyone can go out and, and find this because this just came out in October, right? Did I yep. read that correctly? Yeah, this yeah, is hot. Yeah, like the first week of October, we rolled out and we had a massive launch, and it was we've gotten amazing feedback. So I think now awesome. we're just starting to get that reorder point, and we're really excited to see some of the new results that we were already seeing people dropping five, ten pounds already. Because like Amazing. I said, it's it was unoptimized during that clinical. So now we see people starting to really make a big difference. But yeah, if you go to getsunmed.com mm-hmm. um, and you type in locations uh, at the top of the at the top of the screen is locations. You can find a store near you. Got it. Um, 
And I think it's, uh, if you go to the shop page, we have our own page uh, on that website as well, where you can order trim on the retail site as well. Oh, and just have it delivered. You can do that too. Oh, okay. So anybody all over the, all over the country can get it. Even if you don't have a closest locations, 50 miles away, I guess. I mean, you get 600 (laughs) locations. I mean, geez, I mean, I I have to imagine you'll be, you'll be a few In general, it's (laughs) always better to go into the stores to just interact. But yeah, Yeah. we we know that there's, we do have stores in Alaska, but, and, and Hawaii, but you know, (laughs) if there's. Some remote Montana locale, which I yeah. don't think we have any in Montana right now. So There you go. If you're in Montana listening to this, <laughs> either take a road trip or, or just go online to get some of the trim. <laughs> try try the uh, THCV here. So, no, that's... um. Well, well, listen, uh, Dr. Tony, th- this has been such a cool episode. I can't imagine who isn't interested, especially before the holidays, uh, talking about this type of stuff and how we can reduce a lot of our intake in the next few months also. <laughs> yep, <laughs> so get ready for uh, the... Uh, Thanksgiving. So yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. You know, just grab a bottle and then you know of the trim, and then uh, grab a bottle of trim, and then January you won't have to do that New Year's resolution. You're always you're always yeah. breaking, right? Oh, so. I did want to say just quickly while we wrap. Yeah, up, yeah. The the most important finding that we got was that time is so critical. So after two mm. weeks, we saw some people see effects, but for sleep, mm. for example, yeah. we never saw the full effect of like deep sleep until three weeks of consistently using the product. So. Wow. You, like this, that that really gets to the homeostasis and getting yourself into that balance of just routine um, and how important it is for the endocannabinoid system. So after three weeks of consistently using trim is when you started to see uh, the sleep uh, improve. Yep. And the weight yep. loss numbers yep. hit like a pretty good number where it was wow. significant. So. It's yeah. amazing. So yeah, THCV, you talk about it being energizing and, and you know, appetite suppressing, but well, you know, can be in a formula that helps you with sleep as well. Like I yeah. say, cannabis is a tricky, tricky plant, but it's amazing. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I, think, I think it just goes back to over like having, you know, low pain, low stress, and then and then losing that weight, it, it can it can help with sleep, you know, yeah, in, in a weird way. So totally. Um, well, Dr. Tony, I, I mean, uh, I got to thank you. You know, I, I, I think I think we answered anything else we forgot that, that you should I think talk. That's about? it. I was just yeah. looking at the list. I think that's pretty much everything. Yeah, and listen, I, I yeah, it was a deep dive, but I, I love it. They're, these are you know content packed. I mean, a, a ton of great information. Uh, I got to thank you again for for coming on and and giving our listeners and myself just you know great information on such a cool topic, cannabis and weight loss. I mean, come on, like <laughs> it's like I mean, this is definitely the future, and, and that's why it sounds like you're doing some more research on it. So, Doctor yeah. Tony, always, always, always a pleasure, and and thank you again, and and always welcome to to come back on the show. Thanks for coming again. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan. Anytime. And for all of you out there who enjoyed this episode and found it helpful, please share it with your loved ones, with friends, and anyone else you think could be helped by the content of this. And and like I said, going into the the season here, I I thought this would be just a fantastic topic for us to do and and to kick off here. Um, So thank you guys for, for joining the episode. We cannot wait to see you guys on here again next week on another awesome episode of the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast with yours truly, Ryan Chavez. And next week, my man Jack Stone will be here as well. But we will see you guys soon. Have a good one.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Tune into a major journey podcast today, where guests take listeners on journeys and immerse themselves in the roller coaster ride both in and out of the cannabis space that brought them to where they are today. Throughout our conversations, guests share valuable lessons that they've learned along the way that listeners can use to empower growth both in their personal and professional lives. Check out A Major Journey today on all major podcast platforms.